There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think we're good. Okay. Hey, Maddie. How are you? Hi, Nick. I'm good. How are you? I'm also good. Um... What, welcome to what the fuck is happening in the podcast. Yes, you do. <laughs> Thank you. You're That's also so kind welcome. of you. Wow. Um. Yeah. No. How are you? What's up? What have you been doing? I saw um. Yesterday. You had a yes. pretty fun day. I had a pretty cute photo shoot. Um. Mm-hmm. That was pretty exciting. I'm not gonna lie. The photos turned out great. Oh my god. Is that a just a straight shot of coffee? Mm-hmm. I thought you were laughing at how tiny the cup is for the espresso shot. And I was like, the pinky finger is pretty iconic. I won't lie. But no, I was laughing at the fact that it is 2.23 p.m. and you're having a shot of coffee. Straight. Straight? Straight. That seems homophobic, but whatever. Um, Mm. Yeah, no, the photos turned out fucking incredible. Anyone who's listening... Um, go to the Harness Creation Instagram and TikTok and look at the fucking photos. They're so fucking cool. Yeah, no, they're pretty fun. I'll probably post some more to my Instagram this week and then have them actually up on the website soon as well when I actually get my shit together. Exciting. (laughs) Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they look fucking cool as hell for context. They're like at Maddie's studio, Harness Creation in Brisbane. There's uh, a few different photography sets. And one of them is like an outdoor bathtub, which by itself, obviously dope. But then when you see these photos and what they did with them, it's so cool. Yeah. No, I actually got all my my inspo from Pinterest. Fucking love Pinterest. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And so then we did like a a bath shoot because Chelsea was wearing like, Chelsea's our mutual friend, bestie. Um, she was wearing like a pink dress. So we did some purple flowers just with the clear water. And then we did a milk bath as well, which is very exciting. We, um, I used powdered milk. I saw that. And I, well, (laughs) I didn't know this. Yeah. Well, I didn't remember this, I suppose. But when we used to live in the farm, mum, well, mum said after I bought this powdered milk, she was like, we used to just drink powdered milk on the farm. I was like, what? She was like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like because we had potty cows and we were milking them, I went on a big bender about how unfair it was to be drinking their milk and how much effort they had to go to and the fact they had to be pregnant (laughs) to be producing milk. Right. She was like, so I just made us all drink powdered milk. I was like, wow. I genuinely don't remember that at all, except as soon as I opened the bag yesterday and got a fucking whiff of that powdered milk, it it took me straight back there. It was like... And I still don't actually remember it, but uh, that smell Wild. just is 100% associated with the farm. It's so funny. Yeah. Wig. Just a backstory for everybody. <laughs> I. What was her logic behind drinking powdered milk? Because doesn't that still come from cows? I have no idea. I think it was because the potty cows, the ones that were like our pets, they would drink that the powdered milk that was their like formula. Um, and so I oh. think she was just like, everyone gets powdered milk now. <laughs> 
Um, That's iconic. I had no idea that milk baths actually had milk in them. Because, like, I've had a milk bath with, like, the Bath and Body Works powder or whatever. I just thought it was, like, corn flour and shit. Interesting. Well, I mean, I don't know about that. I don't know. This is obviously just specifically for photography is what that's Mm. recommended. I don't know if you're actually having, like, a milk bath for your skin, whether or not that's what you use. But Whack. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. they look great. Go check them out. It's very fucking cool. Um, been up to anything else or no? Uh, no. I don't think so. I don't know. I'll probably remember in like five minutes. What about you? What have you been up to? Um, I've been avoiding <laughs> COVID. <laughs> uh, I've been avoiding little COVID. Chestnut. Although, I went to the dentist today for my checkup. Mm-hmm. Um, Iconic. You know, I haven't been because... to the dentist since like 2018. I really should. Iconic. Though. See, I they book me in like as soon as I'm finished my my appointment, Iconic. so like I have no choice. But um, <laughs> I I keep taking your money. Well, yeah, no. And anyway, it's um, I've been just going out in public to do the essentials and with masks and social distancing and stuff. And this is the first thing I've been to where it was like impossible to social distance does that make sense yeah um so i have this theory and touch what it doesn't happen but i'm convinced i'm gonna get covid from the dentist oh my god and i will have avoided parties and gatherings and seeing friends and new years and going to the movies and avoiding everything to avoid covid and then i and then if I get it from the fucking dentist, I will off myself. <laughs> you know? I mean, if Mackenzie didn't get it from sitting in a car with someone, True. then I feel positive you're not going to get it from the dentist. You feel positive? That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel positive that you'll be negative. Beautiful. Um, okay, so I think... We're gonna maybe, when it's just the two of us recording, start doing something a little different. Okay, well, hold on just one fucking second. Which we kind of talked about. Hold on you just one fucking second. Elephant in the room. Is that what this is going to be? Are you about to say we're changing, we're putting in a new segment and that's what the elephant in the room is? Yes, that is absolutely what I was doing. And I did not forget to do the elephant in the room. Again, second week in a row. You're such a little bitch. I literally, before we started, told you I have the the memory of a goldfish. So, like, that's, that's on you, you for thinking I'd remember, honestly. <laughs> that's on me for thinking you'd remember something we've been doing every week for more than a year. Wow. Well, okay, go off, queen. I think this is our 60th episode. Oh my god! How exciting! Only yeah. nine more, and we'll be at sixty-nine. Oh my god! How are we going to celebrate? Are we finally going to write? I think the pilot for the porn script at sixty-nine. Wait, should we? I was going to say <laughs> the episode should definitely be like the sex special or something. I don't know. We'll dissect our kinks. <laughs> okay, should I try and get a dissect our kinks live on the pod? Yeah, that seems <laughs> like a lot. It really does. That would I'm be not too opposed. much for people to handle. <laughs> you Netflix no, too hard I to handle. I want to do it. I don't actually want to do it, but I also want to do it just to like, I want to know where our kinks overlap, you know? 
I think that would be funny just to see because we're so similar in are so many aspects a, um, of our life. <laughs> are we going to do one of the circle charts where you see the overlap in the middle? Yeah, Venn diagram. Yeah. A Venn diagram. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Wow. Um, okay. No, okay. Love the elephant in the room this week is that I made the executive decision to change up our format for when it's just the two of us recording a tiny bit, not much. But my I idea. Have a better elephant in the room, but you you're a better elephant room. in the room, bitch. Um, <laughs> um, it's basically that every week, Maddie and I are gonna make sure that we watch either a show or a movie, the same thing, so that the second half of the episode can be a more in-depth review slash discussion slash making fun of a thing. That we have a piece of media that we've both seen, basically. Love I it. feel like that'll be kind of fun and keep things fresh. And we won't have to talk about, like, the week's pop culture events for, like, the full duration. Does that make sense? Not that we ever have any trouble with that. But Not yeah. that we ever have trouble doing that. But, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I do. So, this week, we, we, we're sorted this week. Coincidentally, one of the movies I suggested, Maddie had already seen. So, Mint. Perfect. Right? Um, yeah. But first, as we always do, let's go through some pop culture news, shall we? Okay. <laughs> you were so unenthusiastic. <laughs> You're like, okay. Go off. Me waking up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. You're so stupid. What? What? Did you have any notes this week or no? No, I genuinely, when I said before that I saw things and then didn't take them down because I thought it was still too far away, I was very serious. I have not taken any notes whatsoever. Okay. This is very fair, frankly. Um, yeah, <sighs> no, not pop culture. I mean, I know a couple of, like, world events, but nothing Yeah, well, that's else. okay. Okay, you, so you go. World news, is that, that counts. Why? What have you got in world news? Um, the Tonga volcanic eruption. Oh yeah, that's wild. And we still don't fully know the scope of what's happened over there, do we? No, not really, because they've lost internet. Um, so, Mm. yeah, don't really know. I think yesterday or maybe this morning, there's definitely been one official death recorded, but that's Mm. really the extent of it. Yeah. Of what we know, I mean, sorry horrific and and scary and sad and i mean obviously we wish the best and for health yeah, and everything for everyone over there kind of and going okay yeah anywhere yeah. affected by all- the by the eruption you know yeah it was all pretty crazy because i didn't re- i didn't know what had happened until the morning after and then there was all these like news alerts and stuff about um, a tsunami warning all for the east coast of australia and i was like mm-hmm. What? Yeah. It's like my biggest thing. Yeah, it was a bit bit crazy, actually. I mean, it mostly was um, a marine warning for us here. It was actually so funny. (laughs) Mum, literally, mum and dad never really go anywhere. The morning Mm -hmm. this happened, Mai came downstairs and mum was like, it's so hot today, we're going to go to the beach. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, I've got really bad news for you. (laughs) She was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I mean, it's mostly a marine warning, but you can't, you're not supposed to go swimming in the beach yeah, because yeah. it's like, there's going to be really bad tides and really bad rips. So you can't yeah. go. It's not going to be an actual yeah. tsunami. 
She was like, no, it'll be fine. I want to <laughs> teach Nigel and Jack how to swim. I was like, I can't what? All bad. This is all bad. <laughs> I know. They did uh, go, but they didn't go in the ocean. So. Oh, yeah. Fair. Um, yeah. yeah, not going to lie. I saw that when I, like, an hour or two after yep. the uh, warning was issued. But um, I'm at my parents' house, and my parents live on the water. Yes. So I yes. was like, um, do we all need to sleep upstairs tonight? What's the dealio? <laughs> but no, I was just being overdramatic, as usual. Fair. But speaking of underwater, this is a horrible (laughs) transition, but during the week, Maddie texted me and discovered that, basically discovered my biggest fear. And she was very, very confused. So I thought I, when that happened, I took a note and I said, I'll explain myself, but explain what happened. Yeah, because he wasn't very clear. Okay. He just dropped, I'm afraid of underwater shots. And I was like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Everyone, yeah, okay. we'll just take two seconds for you to decipher what underwater shots means. Shots of vodka underwater. <laughs> um, no, in a, okay, in a movie or TV show, when there's like a scene that's happening in the deep in deep water or like mm. dark underwater, I can't mm. do that. I get all claustrophobic and I freak the fuck out, keeping in mind that I don't have actual claustrophobia or anything. <laughs> but for some reason, these shots fucking terrify me and i'm talking like i think it's at the beginning of jurassic world the first one um there's the underwater shot of like the dinosaur it might be the second one honestly i don't know which one but that shit scared me most of the movie underwater scared me but not because of the (laughs) monsters um see i immediately was thinking like okay my mum context for everyone else i think you probably you might know this nick she's terribly afraid of sharks mm-hmm. um and she specific can't watch shark movies in general but very specifically the scenes that she really doesn't like is when mm-hmm. the camera is like underwater looking up at the surface and you see the people's legs dangling in the water <laughs> she hates them with a pat like can't watch them like fully break down crying can't stand them yeah yeah so that's that was my immediate first thought was dangling legs in the water wig i wonder if it's because it it reminds her that humans are just tiny little ants no it's because she's scared they're gonna get eaten by a shark oh well then the shot is effective (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's it's really true (laughs) but i'm talking even in documentaries where it's like you know deep water fish and shit that's shit that's too much for me yeah is um, it is it is it because the ocean is like undiscovered? No. Or what's the deal? No. What about Nemo? Does that scare you? You know when they're looking out over the drop off? I mean not really because it's animated. <laughs> but like is it that kind of vibe? Yeah. If it wasn't animated? Yeah. T. Okay. Yes. C. Um no, I can trace it back to the exact moment that this fear infested me what's it called like fested up inside of me and grew to what it is today um all right and every now and then i get reminded of (laughs) why this scares me and i'm like you're an idiot nicholas you're an idiot okay sorry yep but i say that every day anyway what is it um what is it so when i was a wee kid a wee kitty right there was i think we were on holidays with the extended family Okay. Right. 
And I think I came, we were all staying in like one big house apartment thing. And I went downstairs to get a drink of water or whatever at night when all the adults were watching a movie that was on TV. And (laughs) okay, to this day, I don't know what the movie is, what it's called, who else was in it. But the scene I remember so clearly is, I guess it was like a group of like researchers or something underwater in like a submarine Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, And one of them had to go out in like a diving suit with like the oxygen tank, like go out into the water, like the deep water. Um, and that, per- the person, the actor was Wanda Sykes. Do you know who Wanda Sykes is? Comedian no. and actress. She's iconic. How um, did you not find the movie if you know who the actress in it is? Because I have no desire to look it up. I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, she had on this like full body <laughs> swimming, like, it basically looked like a spacesuit type thing. Um, okay. And she went out. And oh, I know this bitch. Guess yeah. what attacks? Sorry. A shark? No. Jellyfish. And you know what these jellyfish, jellyfish do? They sting her? They sting and slice the suit. And it, obviously she drowns and she drowns in her own water and st- jellyfish stings. It was like a scary, like, it was actually, like, actually, movie. Anyway, that, like, shook me to my core. I just want to, like, throw it out there that I don't think jellyfish could burst open someone's water suit but okay yep continue that's on that's not my problem i don't i'm not arguing with the semantics <laughs> that's not what we're discussing <laughs> that's not what we're discussing um yeah so she drowns and dies yeah. and it's gruesome and painful and whatever and that was enough for me i've i can't do it now that's that's the exact moment and so now underwater movies are just all bad yeah that's really specific okay wait what is the movie oh my god it might not have even been wonder sykes but I'm pretty sure it was, but that's well, that's that's what this whole thing is based off of. Yeah, I don't, I, I, don't I think because I'm pretty sure I'm, the um the the scene I it was so shocking because it was like an actor that I didn't associate with dramas and thrillers and shit. How old do you think you were? I don't know, like eight or ten. Okay, I so this is more than 10 years ago, probably. Could honestly be so wrong. I don't think it can possibly be her. I'm not going to lie. Because Whatever. everything she's doing before 2010 are all either cartoons or they're comedies. Whatever. So. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> the point is the jellyfish killed her well, and I never I recovered. The movie. That's the point. Maybe your mum or dad would remember what it is. Or I who doubt was it. In it. I don't think this was a That's pivotal fair. life moment for them. <laughs> <laughs> Not like you. <laughs> Not like me, exactly. Um, I, do you think it could be Sphere? 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 Is this Wanda Sykes? Um, No. But I'm not going by Wanda Sykes because my little brain could be completely wrong. Well, that was the only clue that I had, so... Okay, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Maddie figured we out the movie. We kind of gotten to the bottom of it. We, we think. What? And we, it, we think it's we think. Fear 
from like 1999, the movie Sphere. Um, yep. Can confirm it wasn't Wanda Sykes that died in it. <laughs> yeah, she's not in either of the two shortlisted movies. <laughs> but I think I know why my little brain, eight-year-old brain was connecting the two movies is because it was at the same time that um, Monster-in-Law came out. J-Lo and Jane Fonda. Have you seen that? I have seen that, but didn't that come out in like 2010? I think it was like 2007. We're not doing that now. Anyway, the I the <laughs> when I when I was traumatized by this underwater scene, it was around the same time that um Monster in Law came out, and I saw Monster in Law. Interesting, very very interesting. Oh, damn it, now I I'm totally trying. understand. I um when I was younger, I remember. I saw. I remember seeing this one very specific scene. It didn't. It didn't spark a fear in me. Yeah, I know. What, when did it come out? Two thousand five. Whack! I would have said like. So on the timeline, this tracks. Sure. It does. Um. Yeah, when I was younger, I remember watching this scene. I think mum and dad were watching it. I don't even know, but it was very specific. Like two minutes. These two people were outdoors, and they were like boiled alive. And I just remember seeing Ooh. their like floating dead bodies what the um, fuck? and I was yeah I was super disgusted by it blah 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 whatever but I've never known what the movie is and I've always vaguely wondered I've been like what was that movie about I don't know this is probably more than 15 years ago that I saw that scene right. and I was watching a movie maybe a month or two ago yeah. and as it was like leading up to it I was like wait a second this is like the same kind of setting mm. as from this one thing water? that I remember yeah, but like in like a, they were in hot springs. Ew. Um, yeah. Anyway, but then it was the scene. I was like, holy what shit! Movie? Imagine me just randomly stumbling over this. It was Dante's Peak. It was a volcano movie. Oh yeah, I know Dante's with Pierce Peak. Brosnan. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it because I volcanoes are another irrational fear. <laughs> I don't think volcanoes are an irrational fear. They I mean, are. unless you're worried about a volcano erupting here in Australia, in which case, then that's probably pretty irrational. I am. But oh, okay. Well, you're wrong. Tea. Um, <laughs> ew, I thought you might have been talking about um, the movie Sunshine. I think it's got Chris Evans and um, Cillian Murphy in it. No, maybe. They don't boil don't in water. So. But at the end, they like get burned alive by the sun because they're in space. Um, no. And their skin's okay. like melting yeah, off no. and they're still fighting. And when they're fighting, the skin's getting like... <laughs> That's Solid movie. But no, this really is gross. very specific boiling alive in the water wig anyway that's enough like gruesome fear talk (laughs) okay well speaking of underwater i can't believe you haven't brought this up yet because we need to discuss how hilarious this is mr nicholas blank are you talking about tiktok yes oh okay Sorry, continue. And your amazing TikTok video. Yesterday, I was like, I want it to be at a million views by the time we record the pod. And now you're at more than two million, which is so fucking funny to me. I love it. Everyone, you have to understand that this video. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop thinking about it because your commentary at the end is so fucking funny. (laughs) You're so stupid. No, okay. For context. For context, last week, I think on, like, Friday, um, Maddie had a shark movie on in the background while she was doing work called Great White. It's on Amazon Prime and Binge in Australia. (laughs) Okay, people? Did you Um, actually watch the movie? 
sort of. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I tried. I skipped through most of it, and then I watched like the twenty-minute section around that scene that we're talking about. Yeah. But I, I tried. <laughs> Boy, did I try. Um, Honestly, the funny thing is, I watched a whole bunch of like really bad horror movies and that was the best of all of them like the best yeah made. that's the thing i don't think it's so bad that it's fun i just think it's bad enough that it's boring that's really fair and then there's it like a, really a few right? scenes that are so fucking stupid that it's like what yeah, <laughs> yeah literally literally um, did you watch the scene with the guy when he's like don't touch my wife pushed him over the edge and then he got eaten by a shark i did see that <laughs> I did see that. Oh, God. Anyway, the movie was terrible for everyone else. It was pretty bad. It's only got, like, 43% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Um, it probably deserves less than that. Considering Eternals has that similar amount. I think Eternals has it in the 50s. Oh, okay. Well, I'm but just close. doing bullshit. Then. Um, anyway, Maddie was watching this movie in the background, and she was like, Nick, this movie is so fucking stupid, you don't understand. And she was, like, messaging me funny scenes and funny things in it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That is stupid. I don't even need to watch it. And I agree that that's stupid. Um, <laughs> but then she sent me this one clip <laughs> of three people stranded in a raft that's sinking, slowly filling with water. And by slowly, I mean, it takes like a full 18 hours. <laughs> it's like overnight and it still hasn't sunk. Um, it's really and then when by the way when this scene happens they're like oh my god we're not gonna make it to shore it's like you've actually floated 80 kilometers and now you're worried you're not gonna make it 400 meters more yeah it's so funny so funny um, yeah anyway continue yeah she showed me the scene and it's oh jesus christ this scene is basically <laughs> um one of the characters two of the characters are awake or at least one of them it's kind of hard to tell if the other chick's awake but the guy, there's a guy in the boat, in the raft. He's completely awake looking straight at this thing that I'm about to talk about. Um, and then there's the main chick, like, quote unquote main. I call her the main. Um, and she wakes up from, like, a delirious, um, dehydrated sleep. And she's yeah. like, there, I see it. The shore. It's like this big reveal. She's finally seen the shore. They've made it. They're going to make it. Hope is in sight. And then... You see the reactions of the other two people and the guy in the back, like, looks. He's already looking and he looks and he's like, oh, my God. Wow, I didn't see that. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Um, and then the camera does a one, like, which, by the way, this is against over, film yeah. rules. But it does a complete 180 cut. Uh, and <laughs> there's a gigantic island. Just like a few hundred meters in front of them. And it's like, you, I'm sorry, you didn't see that? <laughs> Obviously explaining it is a lot less funny. But Maddie sent it to me and I nearly pissed myself. It was so fucking funny and stupid. And I was like, Maddie, I have a good feeling that that would make a hilarious TikTok. You should make that into a TikTok just laughing. Just record it and laugh. Post it. It'll get views. Any money, I bet. And she was like, um, no, that's not my brand. That is not on brand for me, Maddie. Uh, you do it. Well, I give you permission to do I it. I was right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Um, so then at like 2 a.m. that night, I recorded it in my pajamas, posted it the next day. And yeah, and now it's got like 2 million views and surprisingly no hate comments. 
Surprisingly, I maintain that the funniest, the reason why your video of it is so funny is specifically because of the bit that you added at the end, which was you going, oh my God, I didn't see that. And then it pans around you being like two centimeters away from the TV screen. <laughs> so fucking funny. That, that, that's the bit that I always laugh at and is what everyone that I've shown the video has laughed at. It's, it's so funny. Anyway, um, so I felt like I wanted to do a kind. dramatic reading of some of the iconic comments. Okay, well, you <laughs> might have to send video. me some or you can read them at me um, and I'll respond in, in, in fashion because I don't I'm know ready. which ones you're talking about. But truly, most of the comments are funnier than the video itself and that really mwah, makes it. He's a liar. There, The video is hilarious. Um, okay, firstly, we need to talk about the fact that Caitlin Riley commented on it. I know we texted about this this morning, but definitely I know. that's it. how you know... That your video is doing That's how you know (laughs) he loves her. (laughs) Truly, Caitlin Riley, icon, legend, she is the moment. She is the moment. Truly the most unhinged yet scarily realistic. Yes. uh, I can't think of the word. Like, impressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, like, for anyone who doesn't know... I mean, I'm sure you've seen one of her videos at some point, but it's but she does those videos where she's like pretending to be a hipster guy and then will do a, a very scarily accurate yeah. impression. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's an icon. Making fun. She's a legend. But yeah, honored to even have a comment. Truly, okay. Um, someone said me with his red flags, which is truly genuinely iconic. Truly. Um, for context, honestly, the fact when I was yeah, going to say for context, go. maybe go watch the video and then and then listen to these comments. <laughs> okay, well, I mean that would be reasonable. Um, okay, just as a brief <laughs> interlude what? from the yeah. funny comments. Um, the people are genuinely trying to like defend the movie who clearly haven't seen it and are like, oh my God, they're just extremely dehydrated. The sun's been on them for a day. Of course they wouldn't see it until now. It's like, yeah, you're trying to be reasonable. And this movie was not, literally it wasn't that. There's like, out of like, I think there's like over 2000 comments or something. And out of all of them, yeah, I think there's been five comments defending slash trying to be reasonable. And one, <laughs> this is a comedic TikTok video. That's no place to be reasonable and ruin the fucking joke. It doesn't matter how it's serious really the movie is or how well made the movie is. If out of context, the clip is hilarious, that's the fucking joke. <laughs> Honestly, it's funny having her watched the whole movie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but out of these like five comments trying to defend it, whatever, I think two of yeah. them, two of them were like super serious. Like, um, actually they were just saying that they could see the island the whole time. They could just not see the sand. And I was like, yeah, one, yeah. I watched it and that's not true. You're commenting without having watched the movie. Like what? Yep. If yeah. that's not the definition was, I think... of internet. Yeah, truly. I think there was even some, some comment that was like, well, they need, they need sand and they need the shore to actually be able to land the boat. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. Like, the movie aside, Literally. if you're in a survival situation, pretty sure you're not caring if there's Yeah, you'll make sand. it fucking work. 
yeah, you'll get to the island no matter. Yeah. What. <laughs> oh god, so funny. So yeah, um, and okay. I'm like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, funny. Fine. People think people take the weirdest things so seriously. I know. It's, it's so yeah. Perplexing. It's wild. It is. Anyway, continue. Oh my god, I'm getting a call from Spain. <laughs> oh, I can't show that. It's got. Don't answer it. <laughs> Can you wait? Oh, oh. Wow. Spain. I've got to cover that now. I can't keep that in. Oh well. That's to remind me to cut it out. Continue. Sorry. Probably a. Um, uh, Should I answer a, it live um, on the pod? Okay. <laughs> oh, they just. <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> Apologies. Continue. Um, okay, being nearsighted, a tragic story of survival. Iconic. <laughs> and it's a very personal um, to me. <laughs> Bondi Rescue simply commenting with one single laughing emoji. Right? I was <laughs> iconic. And I was a little bit worried that Bondi Rescue had like <laughs> a part in production of this film. They were like on set, like um, it's so funny. Well, it was. A, it is an Australian movie, so you're not like <laughs> I know. completely unreasonable. <laughs> but I was scared I offended them. But I, I just assumed that their entire for you page on TikTok is beach videos. So <laughs> it's one or the other. That's also a hilarious alternative. <laughs> um, her an empath sensing the shore may be near. Genuinely, that's so fucking funny. So funny. The one uh, dude in the back, OMG where, with the head exploding yeah. <laughs> emoji. <laughs> Funny. Love that. Actually, um, that's a that's a side note, is my original director's cut of this 20-second video, <laughs> the Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League cut of this video, um, had an extra two seconds in it before it. I say, oh my god, I didn't see that. And it was... The dude in the back being like, oh my god, I didn't see that. So technically, had I kept the original video, I would have just been making fun of the guy in the back who was staring directly at it and then had the audacity to be shocked when it was there. Yeah, um, truly. But I don't think the context was needed, so I cut it out. That's fair. I mean, that's really fair. I love how um, decisive you are when it comes to editing TikTok videos. I could never... I know. And it's <laughs> I'm like all versions are funny, I will pose to them all. <laughs> <laughs> this is fair. No, I'm I'm a, I'm a worry what. Fair. Okay, last one. Me when my friend sends me a TikTok I've already seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pretends to wow. be shocked, Pikachu face. Truly, truly. Anyway, yes, that very, was fun and iconic. Very iconic. And all credit goes to Maddie. <laughs> Minimal. I'll take fifty percent of the royalties when you can monetize the video. Okay, sounds because good. Because you added the funny part. Imagine me monetizing a video of someone else's movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that really pisses me off about TikTok, okay, is if we were in America, you would have made money off that video. They get money just for posting videos that get views. Do you have Anywhere to have like else- a certain amount of views already, though? Uh, I have not. Honestly, I have no idea. Um, I don't know if you have to have a certain amount of followers or mm. followers, or if you have to have actively joined it, but like a creator you don't account? have to be, yeah, but you don't actually have to be like, they just decide a big when. creator. I, I gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. 
You, I think you have to get like more than 10,000 views on a video and then you can be making money from it. Wild. So is that one of those things where it's only in America and everywhere else? It's just like, oh, well. Yes. Ugh. Yes. That's so stupid. Pretty much. I know. Specifically, <sighs> it's only in the US. Like you, they don't get it in Canada or whatever. That's so stupid. Yeah. There was another platform that was doing that too. I think it's literally all of them except YouTube. I think YouTube's the only one that actually you can monetize your videos from anywhere in the world. Yeah. As you should be able to, to be honest. Yeah, I can't imagine the semantics are like that difficult. I, whenever I use the word semantic once, I have to use it like five more times because I think it makes me sound smart. Iconic. So that's two. I've got three more times in this podcast episode and then I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyway. Okay, all right. What else happened this week? Um, what else happened this week was we bought so we I had we got a puppy, a family puppy a few months yes. ago. She's like four months old now, so we've had her for what, three months. Um she crying a little bit. <laughs> just yesterday she hit two kilos. Are you fucking kidding me? Which two oh kilos is when they can start having the absolute smallest uh, worming flea tablets. Before that, she was just having half the puppy ones because she couldn't, she wasn't big enough. But now she's finally big enough to be having the proper medications. So that's good. I um, don't know if you're like underfeeding Pippi or if we're overfeeding Jack, but Jack's like six and a half kilos. No, it's because he's a bigger breed. I mean, you're right, but also I am genuinely shocked at how small Pippi is. I am too, because based on Pippi being uh, like her siblings and her um, parents and the previous breeds Mm. in that um, thingy, she should be five to six kilos when fully adult, right? Yeah. Which my last dog, Roxy, was a Maltese Shih Tzu. And she was just five kilos. And she was still tiny. Oh, was she? She was still pretty small. But Pippi is four months old. Just, like, literally yesterday hit 2.0 kilos. And we, like, we try to force feed her everything. She's just not that into food, whatever. Um, She's being fed properly. Sometimes she finishes her dinner. Sometimes she doesn't. But basically, the the vet kind of just said, yeah, she's growing slowly because she's going to be tiny. So, Whack. I don't know how small she's going to be, but like, I think I Googled it and at around six months, small dogs, their frame is meant to be fully grown. Yep. Yeah. And then their muscle and fat kind of fluctuates for the next six months until right. they're like 12 months to two years old and that's how they're fully grown. But yeah. I just don't think she's going to be very big. I think she's going to be fucking tiny, tiny genuinely that's that's so wild but she's also so fluffy that she looks double the size that she actually is that's so cute nigel got um he got he had another like tall growth spurt at probably around eight or nine months but he didn't get any he didn't get bigger i mean he did because he was putting a lot of muscle and stuff but he definitely got a couple more centimeters like taller his legs grew Mm. more but he has massive front feet, Nigel. But no, Jack in the last three weeks has probably tripled in size. Um, yeah, he's almost as tall as Nigel now. He's maybe that much tall, um, shorter than Nigel. 
I know. Bless. It's pretty crazy. I can't believe how fast he's grown in the past couple of weeks. Bless. Okay, for context, uh, my dog Pippi, she is a Maltese crossed with a toy poodle. Yeah. And Maddie, both your dogs are schnauzers, yeah? Pure? Yeah, mini schnauzers though. Mini schnauzers, yeah. purebred, right? Yes. So how yeah. big is Nigel right now? How heavy is he? He is, I think he's about eight or nine kilos, which is bigger than normal mini schnauzers because he's a pudding. Mom (laughs) feeds him (laughs) way more than she should. Less. Less. (laughs) But Nigel at least can control himself. Like if he gets full at dinner time, he'll be like, okay, I'm going to save that for Ron Mm. and then we'll eat it at like 11 p.m. Yeah. Um, Whereas Jack is a fucking guts he is no matter how much food you put down he will just keep eating and eating and eating and mum thinks that that means he's still hungry and i'm trying to be like that he's not still hungry he's just a obviously was fighting for food at the breeders because he was at the breeders for 12 or 13 weeks yeah longer which is obviously much longer than a normal puppy um and then the other thing is is that they're typically nigel is the exception usually schnauzers are really protective of their food um and 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 yeah we'll eat it to make sure no one else can get to it so jack just fucking genuinely he eats so much food and you'll pick him up after he eats and his belly will be like triple the size it'll be tight as a drum and he'll you'll like pick him up and he'll be like and you're like oh my god jack why (laughs) that's tell your mom the story of my when my last puppy roxy when she was six or seven she broke into the cabinet and stole an entire value pack of schmackos, like a double pack, a giant oh, pack no. of double pack of schmackos. Oh, no. um, and she ate them all and we came home and we were like, what have you done? Her <laughs> stomach was bulging. She couldn't move. We had to pick her up to go to the toilet, like pick her up and put her in the toilet, let her go to the toilet and then put her back on her bed for like a week until it went away. The vet said oh she almost God. died. Wow. The vet was like, she is lucky she didn't die from the amount that she ate because she has no self she had no self-control. Um yeah, and he was like Yeah, that 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 permanently affected her bodily functions because that's fucked wow. with her organs. So tell your mom that and maybe she'll chill with the food a bit. Hopefully. I will <laughs> tell her that because she needs to calm the fuck down, honestly. I can't, honestly. Um, no, okay. <laughs> the reason I was talking about dogs. See, we shouldn't even start talking about dogs because then they get I know, it's really carried away. True. But It's like they're all children. Literally. We are proud mums. Every time I see someone I haven't seen in a while, I'm like, oh my God, look at my baby. Look at my phone. Look at my photos. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I hate who I've become. <laughs> you, when you had to ban me from talking about Nigel every week and now you get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I get it. I mean, I got it then. Um, the, the reason I brought up Pippi is because she has a bad habit. She likes to eat indoor plants, the leaves. They're all dog safe. So it's not like she's getting sick or anything. Yeah. Specifically indoor plants. Um, and she likes to like kick out the dirt from them. Wow. It's like her only naughty trait, really. That and a little bit of nipping because her teeth are still growing. They're her only yeah. naughty traits, really. She's really good otherwise. But we had to buy this um, Chew Stop spray. Right. Which is basically just like a natural, it's a bad taste. So we spray it on stuff that you don't want them to eat. And then they bite it yeah. and they'll, you know, and it works for a <laughs> okay. bit. 
But basically the other day I was trying to work and she kept nipping at my ankles and I thought, okay, I'll just, I'll go spray the stuff onto my ankles. So she stopped spraying them and it worked for a while, but I didn't realize that yeah. when I sprayed it, it got on my hands. Oh no. Anyway, I washed my hands. That was fine. But then I ate breakfast. Oh no. And I don't know how after washing my hands, it was still on them, but it got into my breakfast and it got into my mouth. And for the rest of the day, all I could taste was true stop. Oh no. So that was That's a little a disaster. traumatic for me. <laughs> That's really fair. That doesn't sound fun at all. But I'm sure Pippi was like, haha, bitch, you got a taste of your own medicine. <laughs> yeah, she probably was. Yeah. <laughs> um, I totally understand the garden thing. Nigel and Jack are both avid gardeners, but Nigel is actually really helpful. <laughs> like he'll, it's the weirdest thing. Like if mum's moving hay from one garden to another, Nigel will literally like pick up hay in his mouth and help her move it over. Like oh, that's he's so actually cute. a very helpful gardener. Whereas Jack as is his general personality, is an extremely chaotic gardener. Mum said yesterday <laughs> she was gardening and he like swooped in and snatched the shovel out of her hand, <gasps> ran away with it. And she was like, I still don't know where it is. Iconic. It's gone now. I know. <laughs> so I totally get it. <laughs> A little demon puppy. Truly God. Um. Okay. How long have we been going? 48 minutes. <laughs> We've definitely gotten distracted a couple of times. Anyway, I mean, five minutes of that we're cutting out. But um, yeah, exactly. the other couple things I had was the most important event that happened this week, and that is that um, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox got engaged. Oh, yeah! In the most iconic, right. hilarious video of all time. Maddie, walk Truly. us through it. Um, okay, wait. There was like 17 camera angles. Literally, and they were she clearly was... iPhones. Clearly. She was in um, a very iconic dress, I will say. The best part of the video, it was mm -hmm. only like 15 seconds and it was just like cutting Literally from angle to angle of him getting down on one knee and her being like, <gasps> a million times yes. I don't know, we didn't hear any words because <laughs> one of his own songs was playing, playing over the top of the video. That's so iconic. <laughs> I wish I had that confidence. Right? That's so fucking funny. But no, for me, so what made funny. it iconic was that it was a 15 second video and it switched yes. camera angles at least 15 times. It did. It was so many switches. It was truly like a strobe light. Just angle, angle, <laughs> angle, angle. It was insane. <laughs> oh, God. It was so funny. Our, our friend Chelsea, when we I sent the video to the group chat, and she was like, oh, maybe it was you. I don't know. So, one of you two were like, how did she not notice the right? cameras? I am convinced that this was a staged yeah. engagement just for the for the gram slash for the clock app. Um, you know, we should the real come up engagement happened earlier. It must have. Mm. I was just gonna say yeah. we should come up with a um a word for when celebrities clearly redo their engagement for video, <laughs> and we should call okay. it an instagement. <laughs> oh my god, that's iconic! <laughs> thank you, thank you. I know I'm a genius. That's so good. Okay, yeah, that's in. We're, ma we're, we're making that happen. Done. Stop trying um, to make fetch happen. Stop trying to make fetch but happen. No, we, also, we where did make. Machine Gun Kelly get the six iPhones that he was clearly recording on? That's what I want to know. Such a good question. There are so many unanswered mysteries around Tea. that video. Um, The only other 
yeah, the only other real piece of um, pop culture news I had was that apparently it's like leaked that Dylan O'Brien is going to be playing Nightwing in the DC movies. Interesting. Which I'm very here for because, I mean, Nightwing, the character, I don't know if you know who that is, but Nightwing, the character, is one of the Batman characters and he's notorious for having an extremely tight suit that, like, suction cups to his ass. (laughs) So I'm really hoping the movie suit is, is, is comic accurate, you know? Iconic. Well, I'm just here for anything that Dylan O'Brien is in. And by the way... Were you just saying that something was leaked, like triggered a memory in me or something that happened this week? So as soon as yeah. this conversation's done, we have to move to that. Um, just as an aside. Otherwise, yeah. I won't remember. What leaked? It up. No, it's fine. I'm done with that conversation. Oh, okay. I'm so curious now. No, it was about, uh, is it Moon Moon's Moon Child? Moon's Child? Moon Knight? No. Uh, Stephanie Meyer. Oh. Not, I don't know any of this. Keep going. <laughs> okay. She... <laughs> announced that she was releasing a novel Hmm. that was set post-Twilight that was about Rigatoni and Jacob. Who the fuck is Rigatoni? (laughs) Renesmee. Oh! (laughs) Iconic. Tell me that's not true. No, it is true. And this week, two snippets leaked. (laughs) I read that. And as an aside, I have read the snippet. Well, actually, that's a lie. No, I did read them technically, but they were read to me in TikToks. Mm. Um, And since then, Stephanie Meyer has announced (laughs) that she is now no longer continuing with writing Moonchild because of these leaks, which is so fucking That is word for word what she said when um, Midnight Sun got leaked. Yeah, and then 10 years later, she's fucking best. She finished it and released it, exactly. But let me tell you what happened in these snippets because it's so (laughs) fucking funny. What happened? Okay, so the first one was kind of, um, was quite long and it was, (laughs) it was Renesmee was in, oh, well, I think she must have been in Volterra um, with the Volturi, but I don't know, she was talking to Aro. And Alice was there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously, a terrible writing. Basically, nothing was really kind of revealed except Renesmee. Well, it was, this is supposed to be set six years after Breaking Dawn. It's implied in the text that she and Jacob are already, like, together romantically at this point. So in the speed up aging thing, how old is she? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't really say. But I, I no, it said full maturity, I think. Aro made a reference to that. But then wouldn't she still only have the brain of a six-year-old? Well, theoretically, yeah. She would have, like, just learned how to spell her name. (laughs) That ain't right. Well, I mean, in Breaking Dawn, she was already, like, developed brain-wise. How? She can't just conjure up the knowledge of the alphabet and oh. mathematics in her head and they didn't have time to teach her 12 years of education in six years. I mean, I totally agree with you, but maybe they were trying to like, cause you know how vampires have like a really accelerated mind and they can. No, they I don't know how vampires have a very accelerated mind. Oh no. Okay. That's canon in the twilight universe. Edward makes reference to it multiple times. That's so stupid. Anyway, I'm not trying to justify her terrible writing anyway. Anyway. 
So then there's the, then there's this like really dark reference to after Aro did something terrible to Aunt Rosalie and you're left being like, oh my God, what happened? I don't know. Oh my God. But then the second snippet that leaked was much shorter. It was only a few paragraphs, but it like had so much more yeah. in it. Mainly that apparently the Volturi and mm. them the Cullens have had a much more recent um, kind of fight. So we don't know where Bella and Edward are, but they're not with Renesmee. They're off doing something super secret and special and super important. Right. Um, <laughs> but more importantly, what happened to Rosalie is that her arms were <laughs> ripped off by Aro. <laughs> <laughs> There's this like sentence. It's so dramatic. There's this sentence in there where where Renesmee's like, my mind was immediately thrown back to um, watching Aro rip my aunt Rosalie's arms off, standing over her, holding her arms. I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? Anyway, I'll send you the TikToks if I can find them because they're so fucking funny. And long story short, I'm low-key sad that Moon's Child's not happening because I needed to know. I think you should write the fan edition. Okay, I will. <laughs> zero, uh, zero convincing needed. Zero, yeah. I'll just make sure to include those two snippets. Exactly. And then I can make a whole book from there. Exactly. That's so, it's so stupid. Fucking funny. So stupid. So stupid. So I, stupid. What even? Yeah, I know, right? I don't know okay. what Stephanie Meyer was thinking, but. Actually, I'll save it for the end. But, okay, let's quickly do (laughs) our review of the movie that we've both watched. Okay. The movie that we decided on for this week's podcast was... Tick, Tick, Boom. I forgot the name for a second. Tick, Tick, Boom (laughs) on Netflix. Dramatic. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The, the, uh... What's it called? Or, like, autobiographical? No, biographical. Well... This is actually what I want to discuss okay. with you, my point. But we can quickly just, just say the movie is about Jonathan Larson, who oh, well, yeah, the real story, Rent. real life, well, quote unquote, real story. But it's about the real person, Jonathan Larson, who wrote the musical Rent. Um, yeah. But this is the story of like um, when he was writing his first musical, and and kind of yeah. I guess around the personal drama and the professional, I guess, drama with Stephen Sondheim Sondheim and stuff. Yep. I don't know. So my main gripe with this movie is that Jonathan Larson... Directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda too. Yeah. Starring Andrew Garfield. Yes. Alexandra Shipp, Vanessa Hudgens. Icons only continue. She wasn't in it very much, but she was amazing. And she was looking dope as fuck. T. Continue, sorry. Your your one um, gripe. Yes. My main gripe is that Jonathan Larson actually wrote a play called Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. And the character in it was John. Mm-hmm. But the play is only semi-autobiographical. Yeah. And so I was really confused the whole time watching this movie because I was like, what is happened this supposed to be the play Tick, Tick, Boom? Yeah. Or are they have they extrapolated from that and tried to also make it an autobiographical movie, in which yeah. case what's real and what was from the play 
Like, it was really difficult to tell. Yeah. Um, the only things that I know were true was right at the beginning when Vanessa Hudgens was, like, Vanessa Hudgens did the voiceovers and she was mm-hmm. talking about Jonathan. Um, and then right at the end she was also talking about how then he wrote Rent and he died before it came out, blah, 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 yeah. all that type of stuff. Everything that happened in between that, I'm like, I don't I don't know. Is this the yeah. play or is it an autobiography? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had the exact same question. I Googled it. Yeah. Um, And it seems as though... The main differences were uh, that he actually stayed with his girlfriend for quite a long time. Well, he literally on and off again stayed with his girlfriend until he died. They were together when he died. Oh, there you go. Um, and then I think the stuff about his best friend having HIV, I think that that was not entirely true. I think that that changed quite dramatically, but obviously in his friend group, a lot of people did have it. Um, yeah, well, because that's what then Rent ended up kind of being about. Yeah. Um, as well, which I think is so funny that he wrote two plays about pretty much the same thing. Mm. Um, the other stuff that was real, the Stephen Sondheim stuff was real. The voice recording of him at the end, that was real. Stephen Sondheim actually recorded that for the movie just before he died. Um, I think they were the main differences into real life to the play, Jonathan Larson's play, Tick, Tick, Boom, Um, which was interesting. Like, obviously, a lot of little things changed, but... Well, because I know nothing about... I've never seen Rent. I know nothing about, Mm. obviously, the original play, Tick, Tick, Boom. So... like, I was halfway through the movie and I was like, wait, I don't even know what songs have been written for this movie and what were written, like, that what Jonathan Larson wrote for the original mm-hmm. play. You know, that's how, like, confused I was about <laughs> what was kind of happening and what they'd mixed. Yeah, it's definitely, I agree, it's, 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 it's a lot to watch a movie and constantly be having something else to think about when you're watching it. Yeah. That, like, is inherently about the movie, you know? Yeah, it's really true. Because it's it's such an... When people... Usually what happens when movies are mixing history with, like, fiction Mm. is that that's all it is. They're they're taking, like, a historical thing and then they go, oh, my God, we're going to build a really exciting story around this. Like, Titanic, for example. Titanic. But this is very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very specific personal stuff. yeah, not only is it very specific personal stuff, it's then focused on a play that was also had personal stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like there's like three layers of things to unpack. There's like the actual autobiography, there's the play Tick, Tick, Boom, and then there's the movie Tick, Tick, Boom that they built around the play yeah. that was built around his life. So it's mm-hmm. like what – it's very Inception but actually more confusing than Inception. Christopher Nolan could never. <laughs> Christopher Nolan could never. Iconic. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. The As far as the songs and stuff go, I believe there were no original songs. I believe they were all okay. written by Larson pre-death. As if I have to <laughs> say pre-death. He couldn't write them after. In fact, um, they were written posthumously. But yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the, the thing they did with the songs, though, was that they, I think... Uh, so, uh, the Bohemia one, 
that had yeah. never been performed publicly, I don't think. Right. So they had to, like, dig that out and find it to be able to do it. Right. I think they removed a song or two, and they switched who sang a couple of songs. Right, okay. So specifically the big song that he spends, like, most of the movie trying to write. Yeah. I think in his original play, someone else sung it or whatever, or they both sung it, and then in the end credits, they play that song. Yep. Sung by the people who actually were meant to right. sing it. But anyway, so as far as the music goes, I don't think they actually changed too much. But that does, yeah, it's totally an interesting thing about the movie is... is I don't, Yeah, I don't know. But anyway. It's difficult to explain because the movie itself is actually fine. And I feel like for 50 to 90% of the audience they're not really going to care about what's real, what's not, what's a play and what's mm. not. But like for me, because they introduced the movie as being autobiographical and then halfway through I was like, wait, what's going on? What is this? And I actively looked it up and Googled it to try and figure out. Yeah. Because I just thought it was an autobiography. And then I was reading and I was like, wait, no, he actually wrote a play called Tick, Tick, Boom. So I feel like for anybody who doesn't have that context, they probably enjoyed the movie way more than I did. Yeah. <laughs> but because I found that out, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what's real and what's not now. Totally. No, I, I <laughs> yeah. was in the same boat. Um, but apart from that, I really enjoyed the actual movie. I thought it was a very well-directed, well-acted, yeah, very well-sung um, well film. It, like, yeah. it was a very, very good film. Andrew Garfield's acting was insane. As always. Yeah, true. Um, and it was also like genuinely emotionally affecting. Yes. Um, it's true. I wrote down the times when I got sad slash okay. depresso. Okay. Read him out to me. You know, when Jonathan and Susan break up, like for real break up? Yes. Yeah. You know how uh, they're both having meltdowns, but then he, tr- he like comforts her and he hugs her to calm her down and... Then she's like, oh, my God, even now you're still. Yeah. You're still thinking about how to write this song. Yeah. When you're meant to be comforting me and focusing on me. And that was kind of like the moment where she was like, oh, okay, well, we're done. I thought that was an incredible moment. It was. I think it's it's interesting because usually when, I mean, again, obviously this can be attributed more to Jonathan Larson than it can to the movie. But when people typically try and write about creatives, mm. um, I feel like the thing that they typically focus on in terms of the hardships is that, like, either A, they're, like, extremely depressed and they're tortured and they that's how they yeah. create their genius, and then B, it's about um, how difficult it is for them to pay for everything and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I feel like the thing that they really miss is how, like, pervasive it can yeah. be. In, like, yeah. it's not something that you just turn off. And I feel like like that captures it extremely well extremely in terms well. of you're having a real-life moment and you can't turn your brain off. You're still like, oh, wait a second, this is a great yeah real emotion that i can use you know it happens yeah i mean yeah no i do that all the time when something real happens to me and i'm like this would be a great tinder book yeah <laughs> yeah no yeah. exactly like yeah and i uh, i think that like you say it's it's 
a fantastic way of displaying the, for lack of a better word, narcissism that all creatives have to a degree. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And even the funny, like, oh, it's almost like a lack of empathy as well. And it's not mm. a conscious thing, obviously, because you, obvi- you, you, you do like the person. You do genuinely yeah. comfort them. You just like can't help your brain from going that one step further. Yeah, and in your brain, um, it's, you can do both. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though, as you say, it is narcissistic, and it, and it's, it, at its core, a lack of complete empathy for the other person because it's yeah. they're, they're real emotions. That he's yeah. having a real conversation with her she's genuinely saying i need you to open up more to me and he's like this is great this is great stuff keep it coming baby (laughs) yeah actually that's something that lin-manuel miranda should be applauded for it was how well he yeah he managed to create a frankly a very complex like i know it's a real person but a very complex character who throughout the movie you genuinely like and you're rooting for and you want to succeed but at the same time does shitty things and does selfish things and is living in his own head a little too much. Um, yeah, for sure. Like he's, he was he focused on so writing well. that play and the songs to the exclusion of literally all else. Like it wasn't yeah, until his, his best friend, friend was literally exactly. like, I have AIDS, I am dying, that he yeah. kind of snapped out of it a little bit. And even then he was still like, okay, now I'm going to make the play about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, I guess that's on Andrew Garfield and... The directing for, because for all intents and purposes, a badly written version of this character, the audience by the end would not be rooting for. Oh, for sure. For but sure. I think that they did a, a fantastic job at making us understand the layers. Yeah, because well, cause it almost is a duality, isn't it? It's yeah. like there is that inherent narcissism, but it doesn't make them a bad person. It's just it's yeah. like a, just like a step further. They're still experiencing real emotions and they still genuinely love people or whatever. It's just then mm. that it's like a step further yeah. is the creative side of it, which, again, I feel like most people when they're portraying, portraying creatives don't get. So I really liked that about this and that scene in particular very well. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know why we're acting shocked that Lin-Manuel Miranda has a good perspective of creatives, but... <laughs> That's really fair. That's very fair. I was just shocked um, at how well I'm going to say something extremely controversial, which is I'm not really sure I actually like Lin-Manuel Miranda. I don't think that's controversial. And it's not anything to do with him, really, or even his ability to write. It's mostly about specifically his songs, and I don't really like a lot of his songs. <laughs> Wig. I disagree. Moana. Moana and the fact that Encanto has two of the best Disney oh, songs of those? all time. What? Yeah, he did that. I haven't seen Encanto, so I can't comment there. Well, you need to get on it and just listen to these two songs. But anyway, um, well, no, that's and that's a very fair reason to dislike his work but um a lot of the society a lot of online purely dislikes Lin-Manuel Miranda because uh he was oversaturated back when Hamilton first blew up yeah and you know that's that's how internet culture works is when someone's oversaturated he or she or they uh people turn on them are cast out exactly yeah yeah funny very funny how that works we've digressed a lot here let's go back to the sad bits okay well okay the only other moment that i specifically (laughs) took note of was um right at the end i cried at this bit and i don't know why it wasn't even one of the sad parts but um 
when Susan rocked up to his birthday. Yeah. And asked, what are you going to do now? And he said, I'm going to start writing the next one. Yeah. I don't know why that made me so sad, but it made me sad. It made me mm. emotional. I don't know if sad is the right word, but it made me emotional. Yeah. Because of the fact that he was like accepting the fact that he's now in like a, a churning, he's worked on this for 10 years and now he's going to move on or more of like a, oh my God, now everyone has to endure this again or. No, kind of... more in the fact that um, I think it was just such a beautiful character arc. Yeah, that's fair. He That's went really from fair. obsessing over this one for eight years. And even when his agent near the end said, you know, now you just start writing the next one and then you write the next one and the next yep. one and they'll keep writing rejected until something sticks. Um, yeah. I think one that hit as a creative yeah. and two. Um, yeah. It was just a really fantastic um, emotional beat to display how far he's come slash. Yep how how much he's developed um also i hate change so i think that that probably had a big deal big thing to do with it <laughs> but i i don't know i thought that that was really beautiful and and i think the acting Your was buddy. phenomenal in that moment yeah it uh, was. so it was just all around all around really good it really really mm. really was i feel like yeah i don't know the when i was reading about him during the movie when I was trying to figure out what was real and what wasn't. And it was talking about how it was like, blah, 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 he worked so hard. And then he wrote Rent and, you know, it went straight to Broadway, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, and he literally died like the night before before. opening night. And so Mm. he never saw it. I was like, (laughs) that's so sad. (laughs) That's genuinely devastating. And it had like, it has one of, had one of the longest runs ever on Broadway mm-hmm. or something along those lines, made the most money. I can't remember exactly, but yeah. All of, when I was reading all of that, I was like, oh my God, imagine putting everyone through all of that. Imagine the emotional, emotional turmoil that he's been through to write all of that. And then you never fucking see the amazingness Truly. of what you did. Sad. Truly. Heartbreaking. All sad. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, 11 out of 10. Have you got anything else to say about yeah, it? Yeah, pretty good. Not really. That was my main thing. Yeah. Mm. Cute. I'm glad we did that. You know what? Yeah, same. You also told me to watch the pilot episode of Wolf Like Me. Are we going to talk about that this week? or should What, did we? you watch it? I did. An hour ago before it started. Were you intrigued like, enough okay, to keep watching this. the other five episodes that go for 20 minutes each? I am. Okay, well then we'll save I it am. and we'll make that our show for next time. We'll make it our thing for next time. Okay. All right. Because okay. I finished it in two nights. The whole show? I mean, it's the episodes are quite literally without credits, twenty minutes. I, that wasn't a judgmental thing. That's just so unlike you. No, I know what I know exactly what you meant, but <laughs> um, I I'd say that six episodes, genuinely twenty minutes of content per episode. It was hard not to finish it, you know. Yeah, that's really fair. I would have had to that's actively really be trying not to not to finish it, um, but. I mean, as a sneak peek, I was pleasantly surprised by the show. I, I've i only watched the pilot, but I would agree. I Going into it, I didn't know much about it. I've seen fucking advertising and marketing for mm. it everywhere. And I yeah. can see why now I understand. Now, having watched the pilot episode, I'm like, oh, okay, I get why they want people to watch this. Yeah. Um, like, while they're trying to push for people 
because I definitely was going into the show thinking it was going to be some stupid, like maybe a rom-com with a slight bit of angst and drama. Maybe I was like, oh, is it going to be a murder mystery? They keep talking about something bad happening. And then at the end of this pilot episode now with, I'm, I don't think it's a plot twist to say, like a spoiler. It's in the poster. Say, it seems like she's actually a werewolf. I was like, what? Yeah. What? Is that what this show is actually about? And so now I'm like, I have to watch the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, if for everyone who's listening, go quickly watch it. If you're in America, it's on Peacock. If you're in Australia, it's on Stan. Um, it's a super fucking easy breezy watch. It's it despite is. some of the topics, it's actually quite an, an easy watch. Um, yes. Also intriguing that it's set in Australia. I didn't realize that's what was. Oh yeah, I was shooky about that. I have things to say about that, but we'll save it. Um, (laughs) But also, side note, I feel like this show would be. I'm sure it did successful, whatever. I feel like this show would be ten times more successful had it been titled anything else. That's really wolf like me is such a bad name. It's. Really true. I also am genuinely not sure, considering the amount of marketing I've seen about it, and I had no idea that it was going to be about anything to do, any supernatural anything. Definitely, I feel like way more people would have watched it if they'd known it was going to have supernatural. Mm. Well, undertones in the pilot episode. I don't know how much more explicit it's going to get, though I have to assume very. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Cute. So let's let's start by wrapping up and doing our what the fuck of the weeks, shall we? Do you have one? Okay, no, but I probably will soon. Oh, okay. No, I do have one. Oh, wig. Okay. Well, my what the fuck of the week this week is, I wrote it down because it's important. Okay. My what the fuck of the week this week is that it took a full, almost fifteen years for society to start embracing uh, Vanessa Hudgens again. (laughs) Because I so clearly remember how the public consciousness flipped and turned against Vanessa Hudgens in like 2008, I think, when her spicy photos leaked online in between High School Musical 2 and 3. I so clearly remember how media and culture portrayed her as some kind of slut for having these things yeah. leak completely against her will. It was disgusting. And I mean, that's nothing new that happened. That's still happening. But the fact that it took 15 years for people to realize, oh, Vanessa Hudgens is actually a fantastic actress and a fantastic singer and all this stuff. I, I hate that it took so long for people to... I mean, I still don't think society's like reckoned with the fact that we treat female celebrities horrifically, okay. but hopefully the tides like, are yeah. changing, you know? I generally hope so too, although specifically on the topic of Vanessa Hudgens, do you remember that video that she posted or maybe she went live, I'm not sure, right when the pandemic first started and Coachella was cancelled? Yeah. And she was like, I just don't think we need to shut everything down. Like, people are going to die. It's kind of inevitable. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Queen, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I'm not saying she didn't make mistakes, but I am saying that was pretty iconic. <laughs> I mean, honestly, okay. though, 
she might have been a bit behind on the on the pickup of how serious COVID is. But like even even I at the very beginning of COVID was like, apparently it's just the flu. Like I think we need to oh, not yeah. panic as a sub public consciousness. But I didn't say that to my millions of followers. Yeah, well, unfortunately, celebrities aren't allowed to make mistakes. Exactly, and and, and also, memo. you know, they're not allowed to change their <laughs> opinions. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's my what the fuck of the week is how we treat female celebrities and specific. I'm also just females, <laughs> but uh, specifically <laughs> in this in this what the fuck of the week, Vanessa Hudgens. I think we did her yeah. disgustingly dirty. I think Disney did that's her true. dirty, and I think her co-stars did her dirty. High School Musical okay. co-stars. And hashtag justice for Vanessa. Hashtag justice yeah. for Sneaker Night as well. That's the best song of all time. And no, I will not take criticisms right now. <laughs> Reasonable, of course. Thank you. Do you have What the Fuck of the Week? What is yours? Okay, yes. On a slightly more serious and yet also equally ridiculous note, um, mm-hmm. Mr. Novak Djokovic mm-hmm. and this whole saga... Um, officially has been deported. Concluded. Well, I'm not yes. sure he's left yet, but it has officially, in the process of yeah, being yeah, deported. Yeah, yeah. Thank um, God. Because apparently he is a risk of becoming an anti-vax, yes, icon. And now I totally agree that he should never have been allowed to play. Mm-hmm. However, at this point, it is genuinely embarrassing and ridiculous the way that this whole thing has been handled. So fucking like, embarrassing. It's, it's, he should just never have been allowed into Australia. I don't know why they were like, yeah, we'll let you in. And then mm-hmm. they've gone through this whole rigmarole yeah. of him being allowed to stay. Oh, no, now he has to go. Now he's allowed to stay again. Oh, yep, now it's the day before the Australian. Yeah, oh, we fucked go. up the investigation. Yeah. Truly, truly. And it's it's funny because it almost, um, I mean, I think the, the reason they've kind of cited, the government has cited, is they, they don't want him to become this anti-vax like icon and stir mm-hmm. up these types of feelings in Australians. But it's like, well, actually at this point you've almost made him a martyr. Yeah. Like you kind of, even I kind of feel a bit sorry for him. Like I, I genuinely do not think that he should have been allowed to play. But at this point it's like, it's also, it's a bit like, Oh, I mean, this sucks. They've given him a lot of false hope and now they've taken it away and now they're making him leave. It's, it's yeah. like a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's terribly I... handled. Personally, don't feel sorry for him. I think keep fucking with him as long as you want. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I, I I think, which I think we've already talked about, um, but what I think is that despite the fact that I'm sure Scott Morrison and the government to a degree kept it in the media to kind of distract the public public consciousness from the fact that the government abandoned us and left us without actual oh, means yeah. to get tested for COVID. Uh, and I think that they embraced the drama over that to, you know, distract people. Yeah. But I think more than anything, for quite a few people, not enough, but it has highlighted how fucked up our immigration system is, our immigration laws yes. and stuff. And the fact that Literally, the immigration minister could just say, yes, I would like to fix that and things could be fixed. Yeah, well, I've only seen that discussion a couple of times and specifically online. I've never seen that in the news or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's where the, 
I think that's an interesting conversation. That I, I, I saw this one really interesting TikTok of this guy being like, if you think what's happening to Novak Djokovic is bad, I've been in the same hotel in um, detention for eight years. Mm. I've been stuck here um, trying to get into Australia, which is, that's insane to me. Um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, we all knew that Australia had terrible, terrible immigration laws in general, yeah. um, but it's definitely highlighted even more so. Yeah. How inept we are. But, um... Yeah. The ABC... Did you see this morning... Sorry, you go. On, I was going to say, um... I was just going to say for the first time, I think since Scott Morrison was elected, uh, Labor is a he- leading the Liberals in terms of voter favour. Their Weird. points went up. Yeah. Isn't so, the federal election this nice. year? It should be. Hmm. Um, well, it should you know, everyone, a of months, actually. don't fucking vote. Don't vote the people who have fucked us around back into power, please. And that's what I'll say on that. I reckon they will. They might not because of how poorly it's now gone in the past like month or so. Maybe everyone's going to remember that because he hasn't got much time left. I think he's, he's either, I think May is the latest that the federal election can be. So oh, I don't know if he can turn it around between now and then, but maybe, I don't know. <sighs> Also, we didn't even mention the fucking Hillsong of it all. Fuck every ah! Hillsong member. Full stop. Fuck them all. Truly. You people disgust me. Oh, there's so, yeah, no, so many things to unpack there. All those um videos of people on TikTok being like <laughs> me pretending to get into the Hillsong so I can get access to some free rap tests. funny? Like, oh my God. It's hilarious, but also yeah. really high highlights, like the dire straits of it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've just got to say... Hillsong Church, the fact that religion and Christianity is meant to be about helping people and about helping the greater good and about being your best self, the fact that you would hoard over 20,000 rapid antigen tests just so you could hold a music festival indoors, maybe reconsider whether or not you're good people. Because I'm leaning towards not good people. Also, you're a fucking cult and you take people's money. Oh, God. God. Also, fuck Scott Morrison for being a part of Hillsong. And fuck Hillsong for treating him like a fucking god. Literally, I was just about to say, I feel very strongly that political leaders shouldn't be allowed to be religious in any way, let alone affiliated with someone like Hillsong. Yeah, and they also shouldn't be allowed to take taxpayer-funded planes to Hillsong conferences to talk and get worshipped there. Um... But that's that on that. All bad. Did you see um, Peach PRC? I don't know what her real name is. Released that iconic song about religion a couple of days ago. No. Um, I, I was like. Um, You'll I'll have to link it to, it to me. But it's really funny. It's like, why is God watching me get railed on the couch? <laughs> why is he? <laughs> it's, like, it's like God's a freak or something like that. It's so fucking funny. I'll that send is it to iconic. you. Um, okay, (laughs) on a much lighter note, I just have, we have to end the episode with, um, we need to, you know, lines have been drawn in the sand, sides have been taken, hashtag team this, hashtag team that, are you team Elmo or are you team Rocco? (laughs) I'm team Elmo. (laughs) (laughs) I am also team Elmo. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Um... I'm obsessed with the discourse around this. Uh, Over the weekend, SNL. Earth could be Team Rocco. Rocco's not real. Rocco's not real. (laughs) Uh, SNL did 
a sketch, a little like a weekend update segment on on this. And they had Chloe Fineman playing Elmo, and it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Uh, That's hilarious. Also, I tweeted the other day that I'm very excited for the next season of American Crime Story. American Crime Story, (laughs) Elmo v. Rocco. Very keen for that. Ryan Murphy, (laughs) get on that. I feel like I could be persuaded to be Team Zoe. Is that Zoe? Is the yellow Muppet that is the owner of Rocco because Elmo is decidedly mean to her <laughs> about this it all. True. <laughs> like, you know, just let people have an imaginary friend, Elmo, God. But no, I'm, I mean, you're right, but I'm still team, team Elmo. Zoe's being a dum dum. Really let him have the fucking cookie. <laughs> so fucking funny. Is that the title of F? Let him have Elmo... the fucking cookie. Yes. <laughs> I 100% agree. Um, the fact, like, the more videos you watch towards the end of the episode, like, the progressively angrier, the and more unhinged, more defeated yeah. Elmo gets. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. Hi, Rocco. Yeah. <laughs> the Also, the conclusion to the episode, for people who haven't been obsessed with this saga, is that Zoe asks Elmo to look after Rocco while she goes and gets something. And he's like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. Um, and then he goes and does his own thing and leaves Rocco behind. And when Zoe comes back, Rocco's gone. And then Elmo feels really bad. And that's, that's the end of the arc. The saga, I mean, the, the Lord should, of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien. Iconic. Serious. Okay? Iconic. Okay, wow. so now we can finally wrap up, now that I know your team, Elmo. On the right side of history. <laughs> this is his biggest team, Jacob, or team exactly. Edward. Exactly. Wow. Uh, Maddie. Yes. What are your socialities? A Lady Alice 101 on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. Harness. Oh, yeah. And on also YouTube. Harness Creation. Yes. On, on Instagram, Instagram. TikTok. Facebook. On Instagram. And HarnessCreation.com. Dot yes. au? Where there'll be great photos of Chelsea in a bath. Dot au, yep. Dot com dot au. Um, if you want to follow the pod, you can at WTFIH Podcast on Instagram, Twitter. All of our links are down below, as usual. If you want to follow me on Twitter or TikTok, it's NIC underscore sushi. Yes, and you do want to follow him on TikTok, by the way. He releases bangers. I release, like, one video every three months. <laughs> and then they get two million views, so... Wow. Uh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. We, there's a good chance we'll be in person next week. Yes. If you're comfy with that, we don't have to be. We'll figure it out. We'll play it by ear, see how everything's going. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, we've got, we got to Thank say the thing. Thanks so much Thank for listening to what, to the, what fuck the fuck is, is happening, happening in the podcast. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was almost on time for me. Okay, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.